You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Howdy do, buckaroos, and welcome to Comics with My Kids podcast, the official podcast for the comics quarterbox.blogspot.com. I'm your host, Matt D. With me today is... Logan D. Well, listeners, this is a bonus episode. Along with our summer reading promotion, we are spotlighting LCSs this summer to help spread the word as to where you can buy comics, graphic novels, and collected editions. We want to put a name and a face to all those wonderful places where you can purchase your favorite stories. That's right, Dad. Today we are at Screaming Monkey Comics at... In Munster, Indiana, we are here to talk with the owner, Mr. John Yo. Hello, John. What up? Hi, Logan. Hi, Matt. Thanks for inviting me. Well, thanks for thanks for uh, letting us take over your store for for a, a half an hour. Sure, sure. Well, sorry, John, sorry about the clutter here, and, and I hate reading off a script. Too. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I I prefer to read off a script when I can because I I, I don't come up with my words very. They don't roll off the top of my head as uh, well as I'd like, and then sometimes when I'm reading the script, I'm like I, I've let what line am I on? I, you know, there's just there's no winning. There's just no winning. That's I why we for highlight you. the lines. <laughs> that, that helps. Yeah. Well, this is uh, this is actually a first for us because we've we normally do this via Zoom or Skype, so we're actually in the store where we get to see all the cool stuff, and we get to see behind the scenes with with stacks of long boxes and all kinds of cool paraphernalia and. Posters. Uh, it kind of yeah, posters, and it kind of reminds me a little bit of, of my old apartment where I had all my empty boxes on one wall and then all my statues hanging up on the other. Yeah, yeah. You had a wall with what? You had white walls. Well, no, I had posters on my walls as well. So at one point, I had white walls. <laughs> at one point, long in the long ago times. So well, let's let's uh, let's break the ice and uh, talk a little bit about your comic shop, Screaming Monkey Comics. Uh, can you tell our listeners a little bit about how your store first started? Uh, well, sure. Uh, my wife and I, uh, my wife Christina and I, own the place. Um, we opened it uh, about twenty-two years ago in uh, Crown Point, Indiana, okay. and then after six years, the recession killed it, and we closed it up. And we never thought we'd uh, open it up again, but uh, twelve years later, we both realized we have the money to take care of it better now. We have uh, more of a budget, and we, we still missed it. So we tried it one more time here at Munster, and it's been just a big, big success ever since we opened. Um, I probably wouldn't have opened had I known two months later a COVID pandemic would <laughs> attack the nation. We had to shut down immediately, but after that started out, after uh, all the forced closures ended and we could reopen again, mm-hmm. uh People really came out, and we've been we've been uh, just having a blast every week. Fantastic. So uh, yeah, so fantastic. Yeah. Well, let's. I just want to kind of touch base. So with the pandemic, um, you said you were your first course. Did you did you offer like any kind of like subscription service or you know curbside well, stuff? Or we did, just... but the the subscription service had barely taken off because most people didn't even know we were around yet. We had right. just we had just opened a few months. Okay. Uh, we opened in September, and the pandemic 
it really by January of 2020, that's when everyone realized, right. oh, this this ain't going away, is it? Right. You know, and we all thought, yeah, it's going away probably in two weeks, and it never did, and it just kept going on for one. So yeah, we really didn't have much of a customer base up until uh, at that point. Okay. But uh, we were offering curbside service, and uh, the landlord at the time was very nice. Uh, he he knew that we had just started too, so he gave us a month free rent. And awesome. he gave us um, uh, the next month rent. He said, just pay it off over a year. Let's break it up. Okay. Uh, that was really helpful to a new business. Uh, so all we really had to do was pay for enough, um, uh, sell enough things, back issues and, uh, uh, you know, supplies just to get the utilities paid. And we we were able to do that. And once we reopened, um, people just started flooding the business after that. Awesome. So you're and, able to weather the, weather yeah, the pandemic and... and yeah, and then another thing that really helped was um, uh, we didn't have to buy any inventory during those two months because nobody was making anything. For the right. first time in 80 years, <laughs> comics stopped being published Yeah, because nobody was nobody could leave home, so nobody was making them or printing them or delivering them. So, you know, it was a huge supply chain problem. Right. Um, but uh, it was, after that was over, you know, thank gosh. Um yeah, things just really picked up. So people really, people really uh, um, have supported us since then. You know, we're just so grateful. Awesome. Screamy Monkey is an interesting name for your shop. What made you come up with it? Oh lordy, uh, somebody asked me that already today. Uh, okay, so it's an old family joke. Um, that's even on our website. If you want to know, come in and ask. But I'll I'll tell it for your listeners. Um, Twenty, yeah, alone early in our marriage. Uh, I have a very ticklish neck, and my wife realized that, especially while I'm driving or I'm not expecting it, if she touches the back of my neck, I will instinctively make a noise like, <laughs> and uh, she thought it sounded like a screaming monkey, right? So when it was time, when we decided to open up a store, we were trying to come up with a name for it, like Mutant Warehouse. That was something we were stuck on for a while. Nothing. We didn't want anything that was absolutely DC or absolutely Marvel. It had to be, you know, kind of. A catch-all for everything fun and fantasy related. She said, how about Screaming Monkey Comics? And I said, how about not? <laughs> I, I, I don't want to have to explain where that came from. So a week went by, and I said, I, I hate to admit this, but I, I can't think of a funnier name than that. It's catchy, and uh, people will like it. And, and to this day, you know, uh, I'll, I'll get a vendor, or, or I'll have to talk to someone on the phone, and they'll say, what, what's the name of your business? And I'll say Screaming Monkey. And they'll say... <laughs> you know, they'll start cracking up. So that's where the name came from, you know. So it's my wife's hilarious joke to make my life a living <laughs> heck for the rest of my life, yes. Well, I think it's a rather clever name. It's a and, fun name. And there's there there certainly is a lot of marketing options like, uh, you know, Screaming Monkey Comic where you're howling to get your, your books. Well, if you we, we always say swing by if you're in the neighborhood. There but you go. If you ever... <laughs> When you leave the store, you know, uh, uh, next to the window, people donate monkeys to us all the time. Um, <laughs> it just become decorations. People say, "How much? How much is that? Is that for sales?" And no, that's that's ours. You know, that's uh, that's just decoration. Somebody found at a truck stop jalapeno monkey jelly. I don't know what it is. I I it is the most unappetizing thing I've ever seen. Uh, the only good thing about it is that the sun glistens through it and just it just looks beautiful in the sunlight. But it is the nastiest looking jar of 
some sort of jalapenos floating in amber goo. But he said, they might like this. And he bought it at a truck stop in Arizona and brought it back to me. And I said, thank you, I guess. But uh, we're, we're really proud of it. So it's um, a lot of the other stores I don't think really have uh, that sort of the theme doesn't the theme that they've chosen doesn't really cause people to like bring unwanted bizarre objects and we get that at least so you know it's kind of fun and we we love our customers when they do that because it just adds to the goofiness of the store anyway which that's that's awesome nothing nothing to bring bringing more local people to uh check out screaming monkey comics i i don't know if i want to try that or not it's interesting. What the, the what screaming monkey jelly? Yeah. I'm not going to try it. I'm not even opening it. I'll show it to you. I'll show it to you later. It looks scary. It, it looks scary. Cute I, logo though. I think if I saw it, it would change my mind. But maybe on a dare. But no, I. What got you into collecting comics? Um. Let's see. Um. Who's your favorite superhero? I like the Hulk. The Hulk. Okay. So I'm more of a DC Comics guy. I'm uh, if the Hulk and Marvel characters were on TV as a kid, I probably would have grown up being a Marvel fan. But when I was a kid, it was Super Friends. And meanwhile, back at the Batcave, exactly as, as silly as that show was, you know that was that was my childhood. Plus, the original Christopher Reeve Superman movie came out. About that time when I was about your age. So that's why I grew up to be a big Superman fan. So um, I got, yeah, I got into comics. Um, well, gosh, I, I really wasn't even reading them as a kid. I loved the superheroes, but I didn't really get into comic books until I was uh, really high school age. You know, when I realized, oh, yeah, I, I need more to read. So um, just, you know, just the love of uh, fantasy and good good science fiction um, that got me into comics. Um, and now I'm still into comics because um, honestly about half of what's out there is now superhero related stuff. I mean, there is so many independent comics that um, they have nothing to do with superheroes. They're just good stories. And a lot of people are always surprised when they find out that some great movie or TV show that they've been watching like The Walking Dead or Sandman or Lock and Key or The Umbrella Academy. Um, they didn't realize that they were comic books for years before. This is just based on, you know, the, the TV shows based on that. And uh, a lot of folks seem to be surprised when they find out that, um, you know, I didn't know this was a comic book at first. There's no superheroes in it, but uh, that's yeah. indeed there is. Yeah. And a lot of, um, a lot of folks in Hollywood, they're drawing from, uh, non-traditional superhero content uh, to inspire their shows now. So, you know, that's a, it, it's, it's very funny. It's, um, I, I don't, you know, if you like any sort of fiction at all, there is a comic book for everyone. You just got to find it. You may not be a superhero fan, but there is everything from, you know, just romantic drama to uh, crime drama that, you know, not superhero stuff at all. There is something for everybody. You just got to, um, Ask the guy who works there. You know what, what sort of what sort of TV, what sort of entertainment do you like? And we can, you know, if we're doing our job, we can usually recommend something that you might like in the realm of comic books, you know, or graphic novels, or however you want to call it that does make it sound so nerdy. 
Yeah, I gotta say we we review maybe a quarter of our books so far have only been have been superhero. Okay. Um, you know, we've we definitely have a few slice of life books. We have a lot of fantasy books. Yeah. Um so yeah, we're always looking for more than just the superheroes. Even though the superheroes is what sucked me into it, yeah. and then that's what sucked Logan into it, and then now I'm trying to spread more uh like Wonder Woman and more stuff to, to my daughter Melody. Um now do you have any idea what the um the selling comic for kids are? Uh, right right now, now, I believe it is Captain Underpants. Yeah, I guess it would be. That's not really a comic book format. It's 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 definitely a comic book format because, but it's published as a book. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. but I'm talking about traditional, traditional floppy comics. comic books because uh, I have all these people come in and try to sell me their Richie Riches and Archie and um, uh, old Caspers and uh, wondering, you know, why you know kids don't read comics anymore because they don't know who these characters are. So, right. well, yeah, but kids back then didn't know who. Buck Rogers or Lone Ranger was either. You know, these things are generational. Um, and I have to tell them all the time. It's like, no, kids are still reading comics. They're just not reading those comics anymore. Sonic the Hedgehog is actually one of our best-selling Oh, really? Comics. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, we get lots of people coming in all the time, picking up uh, that and graphic novels. And to an extent, My Little Pony. So one based on the cartoon show. You yeah. Know, that, that's kind of a, yeah, we've, that's kind of a hit book. We've, we've, Got a pro, a pony fan in our house. Okay. So we uh, we've read several different issues. In fact, we're going to be covering a, a My Little Pony comic book shortly because there's a new one that came out. I believe it hits the shelves next month. I'm not. Um. <laughs> no, not your thing, huh? It's nope. not my not my thing either. But yeah, I know there's a there's a new a new one from IDW that's coming out that yeah. we'll probably end up re- reviewing shortly. So, but yeah, now I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of scoot back a little bit. I'm gonna, sure. I'm gonna have you. We're gonna be like Mr. Peabody and Sherman, and we're gonna go on the way back machine. Got it. For those who don't know, there was a Bullwinkle cartoon called Peabody and Sherman. Yeah, it was um, part of the Bullwinkle show. I yeah. was more of an underdog fan myself. <laughs> Bullwinkle, it's pretty um, awesome. So, if you were to tell that kid that uh, watched Superman that at some point after 2001, there's gonna be all of these comic book movies coming out Man. and. Comic books, there's going to be like a streaming service, a show you could watch every week that had comic books in it. What would that What would that little boy say to you? I, well, if, if it was my child, it was, she'd probably try to slip in a few choice uh, four-letter words because she keeps <laughs> trying to push those into her dialogue all the time. Uh, it would blow my mind. I mean, it, it's unbelievable the amount of what, what streaming content, for better or worse, has done. Uh, you know, the negative side, you know, you could say, you know, we're, we're being overwhelmed. It's oversaturated, actually. Right. And, um, you know, that, that could be an issue too. But, um, but I'm even more of a comic book fan. I'm more of a Star Wars fan more than anything else. And, uh, it's, you know, Disney's monopoly, you know, has, you know, that has raises some issues too. But on the other hand, they, really hire some of the best storytellers and to get, you know, nonstop Star Wars projects and, and uh, the Disney projects and uh, hopefully um, HBO Max or, or Max now or whatever they're calling themselves right. this week um, when James Gunn takes over for the DC Universe, you know, hopefully they're going to follow suit and do the same sort of thing but um, it's it's extraordinary. That's a whole rabbit hole of conversation right there is, oh, yeah. um, as Marvel just oversaturated their product. I mean, it, 
it seems like some people say that they should have maybe ended with Endgame because everything after that is anticlimactic and some of our main characters are no longer with us. Yeah. But no, look out, Fantastic Four and X Men, they're still waiting to come around the corner. So that's, <laughs> you know, at least four or five more years of, uh, oh, you yeah. know, uh, fun stories. Yeah, definitely. But uh, what I like about it, though, is it's unlike the comics, they do show the passage of time. There are consequences for these characters. Uh, they don't really kill them off permanently in the comics. Uh, oh, yeah. It can happen, but they'll usually come back. But in the movies, you know, they're not really planning to tell these same stories with these same characters 50 years from now. They're letting them age. They're letting real time pass by. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's, they're making it more. Yeah. They're making it more like a, the real world. Right. To to kind of incorporate it. And I got to say, being a huge comic book fan, reading all these years, and then we went and watched the uh, the Infinity War. Right. And at the end of the movie, when the snap happened, all these people died. My wife's like, "What are they going to do for the next movie? All these people are dead." I'm like, "Don't worry, honey." You can't kill a licensed character. You know, um, <laughs> we, my wife and I saw that uh, a second time. We had to go back and watch it one more time. And it was at a matinee during the week. And there was only three other people in the audience for that showing. Because it was like four weeks later. So, you know, the fear had died down. But uh, there was a woman and her two young children. It was clear that they had not seen the movie yet. And they left. And as they're walking out the, the theater... The kids were in tears, and the woman was saying, well, that was the dumbest way to end the movie I've ever seen. I felt, you know, we got to be responsible comic book people and just let them know, ma'am, it, it is a two-parter, okay? there, There's a second part. It is, it is already filmed. It will be coming out next Christmas. This is not the end of the movie. I promise you, they did not just kill off Spider-Man or Black Panther. And I'm sorry if you haven't seen the movie yet, if I spoil it for you, but... Uh, yeah, that's, you know, I just felt bad. I said, these kids were, like, so distraught. <laughs> it was kind of hilarious, but I, I couldn't let them go home. And I just feel horrible about that. But um, it's kind of funny, too. <laughs> this, is, this is the sort of person that, like, decides for their first... Who goes to Endgame for their first movie, anyway? My goodness. Yeah, as I say, you can't... I mean, there's such... You have to watch 23 movies before you go to see the end game as, as, your, as yeah. your first movie. And, th- so. and that is an issue with the Marvel movies now. Yeah. Right now, they're, um, uh, I think that's, I, I enjoyed Doctor Strange, but it was not a big hit. And I think one of the problems was uh, they are forcing everyone, especially with streaming shows, they're forcing a lot of people to do homework. And that's really not what movies are all about. That's Movies really do need to stand on their own. And... We have films now. We have Marvel films. And yeah, that's almost they're being run like TV shows now. You know, you you've got to be in for the long haul or not at all. Was Iron Man licensed? Because you said you can't kill a licensed character. Yes. Well, well yeah. of, of course you can kill him, but you probably don't want to do that because you want to keep making money with more Iron Man characters. Um, the joke is, is <laughs> you can't kill a licensed character because someone's always because the people that own the own the intellectual po- property of Iron Man they still want to keep making money. So like Marvel comic books, like when we read uh, Death of Superman, you know, he died for a whole three months and then he was back, and they that was a way for them to sell more books because they didn't want to kill off the Superman character. They wanted to 
try to make more money off of it. Does that mean that Iron Man will be coming back? Well, in the movies, probably not. I mean, yeah. I, anything's possible, but the movies is... You know, that's only going to last for, you know, 10, 15 years or so. The comics, though, they, they always come back. They always usually go back to the classics. Um, so, yeah, listener, if you have any questions for John on multimedia, intellectual property, comic books, movies, come on into Screaming Monkey Comics and talk his ear off. Because sure I have nothing <laughs> better to do except the hundreds of processing books that uh, we do on a daily basis. Uh, yeah, we, we bought a whole, uh, we brought a pretty large collection. This is, uh, what you're seeing here, folks at home, you, you can't see this, but it's like about 16 boxes worth of stuff. And this is like a once in a year sort of purchase for us, but it was pretty substantial. But um, uh, this is going to just keep me busy for the next three months, probably. I have to process all the books and uh, make sure what their condition is, what they're going for, what their value is. And uh, that's why I look so tired all the time. <laughs> you know, I, I've been bogarting this entire conversation, Logan. Why don't you go ahead and uh, ask John a question? What, you, what, what questions do you have that I might be able to answer for you? What, what can, What's your favorite comic? Uh, my favorite comic right now, because um, I'm, we get about sixty books a week, and I'm only reading about four a week, just just because of time constraints. I really like the Punisher, uh, the most recent Punisher run. Um, they had a, it was definitely more for uh, mature readers. But uh, are you familiar with the Punisher at all? Uh, I believe. Is it the Jason Aaron run right now, where he changed the the logo and he's yeah, but okay, it, it was a very compelling story because um, you know we if you know about the the, the ninja group the hand, mm -hmm. uh, one of the things they did was uh, resurrect Elektra after she was killed in the pages of Daredevil. So this writer got this great idea. Well, what if the hand offered to resurrect Frank Castle's wife if they worked for if he worked for them? Right. And you know that that that's really the pitch. You know, I'm not gonna. I refuse to spoil it for anyone else. But uh, that just that series just wrapped up. But that was a really good original idea. That's a that is because uh, ability to you know what drives him is that his family was killed. He was seeking revenge to um, the mob that killed his family. And then they kind of like got into the whole mode of, well, I'm going to punish all of the criminals. Like, what, what if someone brought his wife back? You know, yeah. Promised to bring the kids back, too. So, so that kind of like changes how your whole outlook in life is. Because here's somebody that you see die in front of you back. Right. Um, but I'm more of a Superman fan. I, I, I love Superman. I love Batman's regular books. Um, Teen Titans, the George Perez run of Teen Titans. Uh, they were writing it back in the uh, 1980s, and uh, the, that's that's still one of my favorite books of all time. Um, so yeah, those are my favorites. I mean, it's a lot of DC stuff, but with Marvel, I love She-Hulk. She-Hulk <laughs> makes me laugh. She's yeah, she's a fun character too. What are your favorite books? What do you read? Uh, well, I know it's not really a superhero book, but doesn't have to be. One of the ones on our um. Reading list is called Last Comics on Earth, and so it comes from the series Last Kids on Earth, which okay, which is a zombie apocalypse, and only these few kids survived. With and there's also monsters, yeah. and so they create com they create a comic, and that's what the book is. 
So while while there's a zombie apocalypse going outside, they're just making comics. Yeah. Okay, just just to to, to while the time away. <laughs> yeah, I've I, I've heard I've heard more inter- less interesting pitches than that. That's okay, but it's a it's kind of a lighthearted book. I've heard of Last Kids on Earth. I have not heard of Last Comics on Earth. So it's kind of a spin off to that. Then yeah, it almost sounds like um. Dogman. Isn't Dogman sort of a spinoff? It's a book within a book of Captain Underpants. Yeah, and if you read it on one page, I think like the characters that are in Captain Underpants writ Dogman. Right. It, that's it, it's the same writer for both books. You know, um, behind the scenes there. But yeah, the the Dogman adventures are attributed to Harold, and I only know that's because my daughter made me read them to her. <laughs> Harold and. Uh, uh, who, who's the other kid? Who's the other? Uh, I couldn't even remember Harold. Okay. Yeah, we went through the entire Dogman series. In fact, we I think we've got like two more books to read on it. Um, well, yeah, I know that's... we'll be doing Twenty Thousand Fleas Under Sea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't uh, know if there's any between that one and the Fetch Twenty Two. Okay. Yeah. And that's a, that's a comic book. It's not a traditional comic book because it's. It's uh, published as a regular hardcover book, it, but it's using graphic graphic novel techniques to tell the story. It's the same principle, and for a lot of kids, that's their first books. You know, that's what gets them interested in other things, and that by itself is a uh, it's a triumph. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've like I said, we we started reading Dogman. We got we got into uh, Captain Underpants, and of course uh, the the sh- the spinoff from from Dogman, which was Cat Kid Comic Club. And it's what's really neat is the the art style is very cartoony, but it also has that that appeal that a kid is drawing it. Yeah. So I think that kind of helps kids relate that. Oh, hey, I can do something like this. And the next thing you know, they're just buying the books left and right, and Dave Bilkins making money hand over fist. And in some cases, these kids go on to draw their own books. You know. Exactly. Yeah. And anything that can get kids to read is what, what we're all about. Yep. Yep. So. And what I also like about Cat Kid Comic Club. Is in the book, some of the people who are part of the comic club, they write their own books, and some of them, they actually have more realistic pictures. Like, you can see, like, when looking at them, they're a cartoon, but inside the comic book, they have realistic-looking things. So they don't like, really, the cartoony style. They try to go for more detailed illustrations. It is cartoon style, except for in the kids' books. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's just personal preference of the writer and artist. Yeah. So, um, you mentioned you're a parent, and you run a you run a comic shop. Yeah. Um, how does how does it work with you know trying to balance a, a home life and running a comic store? I mean, that's is, is there a lot of stress in there? Or? It's it's not stressful in the sense that my wife she she has she works for an ad agency in Chicago. Uh, fortunately, she works from home, but uh, but. She loves this as much as I do, and her, her big release is to be here on the weekends with me. So sometimes we'll get. I'm under orders not to price these comics. She's. Like, I want to look at them first. I want to go through them first. She loves going through the history of it. The fact that we do it together and we actually enjoy it together is very little stress, really. Uh, awesome. The if there's any stress, it's the. Uh, we have a lot of business coming through here. We do buy and sell a lot of books and there's a lot of work involved in doing it. And there's just only so many hours in a day. And 
unfortunately, a store like this, you know, it kind of lends itself to people who want to talk to somebody else or are interested in the same things that um, we do, uh, forgetting sometimes that I'm actually at my job and I have a job to do. And a lot of the research that I'm trying to do, I can't really do while I'm holding a long conversation about why I think the new version of X-Men is not going to work out or uh, what James Gunn is doing to the DC universe or, you know, it's, um, there's only so many hours in the day and there's a, we just get a lot of folks in here all the time. So that's why, uh, that's why we had to hire a second person. And sometimes, sometimes she can take a, you know, a distract people enough so I can get some <laughs> of my work. But that, that's really the only stress. It's just there's a lot to do to make the store as successful it is. And, you know, sometimes there's just uh, not enough hours in the day. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, and from, it sounds like from, um, from what you've told us so far, as well as I, I looked on your Facebook page and you have all these wonderful things you're doing in the store. It seems like you have a really solid customer base. Yeah. And I think that's at this day and age where, a lot of people go and buy their books off of like that store that I'm not going to mention. It's a, a river in the Brazil. You know, it's it's nice to see that a, a business that is local can 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 uh, thrive and and have a, a base where people can come in and get what they want, get that customer service. I, I'm convinced that some people are only shopping here because they want to hear the banter between. My wife and I. We're, we're talking <laughs> like no one's listening, but we know everyone's listening, and we're just. We're, we're just riffing off of each other, and it's, uh, you know, so, some people like that, but they also know that, you know, we're welcoming to everyone. We have so many customers of all walks of life to come here because they know we're, you know, we, we welcome everyone. Um, the more different you are for me, you know, the more I'm going to be interested in having you as a friend anyway because uh, I just like all, all different viewpoints anyway, so. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I'm gonna I'm gonna try not to, to deviate too far off track here, but um, what you just said it just it strikes a chord with me because you listen to the news and everything today, people yeah. have become so so one sided. You know, right. no one's really into like you know cross the political lines and talk about other stuff. You know, everyone says, "Oh, well, you're not like me, so I'm not going to talk to you." Right. You know, at least with what you said, you know, comic books. I think. If you love the superheroes, if you love the slice of life stuff, it's a great way to to connect with someone and realize that we're all the same underneath all of this. Yeah. So sorry, I didn't mean to get too far about no, the political no, thing. No, it's quite all right. But, yeah. um, and we really try very hard not to get me too political anyway, because it's just honestly, it's not our job to uh, express a political view anyway. The only political view I really try to do publicly is the fact that. Uh, you know, please let's be open-minded to everyone else. They're just trying to live their life just like you. Exactly. Uh, I don't have to like what you're, you know, I don't have to like, I, I don't have to live my life the same way you do to respect. I want you to respect the fact that I don't live my life the way you do. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it should, that should just be basic, you know, basic civilized way to get along with other people. And some people just forget that. Yeah. And the only problems that I've had is customers that, uh, uh, unfortunately, if they're bigoted, you know, they seem to be kind of um, upset or hurt if I don't share their viewpoints. And it's like, guys, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. So the only really way we can do as people is just try not to add to the problems of the world. 
Just exactly. do your best, especially for the kids. You know, we want you know you guys to make the world a little better than what we have, which we've tried to do. I guess generation for generation for thousands of years for maybe halfway there. <laughs> What's another question? You got another question for me, Lola? What are some of your kids' favorite comics? My kids' favorites? The, the dog yeah. Man. Yeah, definitely Dog Man. Definitely uh, Sonic. She was into Angry Birds for a long time, but she's kind of phased out of that. It's, they're not cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she um, said, uh, do you want to... Oh, here, here's a book about Disney princesses. Uh, no, I want to see the ones with the zombies. <laughs> so... Um, She's developed a bit of a dark edge to her, but uh, she's kids. You know, you, you guys find yourself about. You know, she's thirteen now, so she's trying to figure out what she likes. But um, yeah, I mean, actually, she spends more time drawing and writing her own comics uh, than she does read. You know, sadly, it's all about Five Nights at Freddy's. But you know, that's <laughs> she, you know, she's doing what she loves. Well, that's awesome. It's, it's always great to hear when someone is interested in the in the comic book medium and in art and just be, being creative. It's hard to be. She's here with us on the weekends too, and it's hard to be in this place for as long as we are without getting motivated. You know, if you have any artistic spark at all, this place is gonna, you know, uh, motivate you. Awesome. Well, let's see. Um. So I noticed, and again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to some of the stuff I've seen on Facebook. So I noticed that you have, um, like, game events. Yeah. I assume it, it's back here in this in this. It's back here when this place isn't filled with boxes, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, we do Magic and Hero Clicks and Dungeons and Dragons. Those are the biggest ones. Gotcha. How easy is it for, uh, say, someone who's just getting into Dungeons and Dragons or, you know, if they've gone to, like, the library and, and they've done this thing called Karn, um, yeah. if, if they... To, to start here at the shop and, and, and join in the games? Um, I would hopefully it's pretty easy for them. Uh, most of the games I uh, run myself. Um, it really is only good if you have someone who knows the game who's willing to take the time out and answer all the questions and, and gotcha. uh, demonstrate how the game works. Um, Hero Clicks, for example, is a tabletop game. Uh, basically, you both have these little miniature superheroes and you put them on a map and uh, you roll dice and it's like a chess game, but you're trying to outmatch each other. And I had a friend who taught another friend how to play and he lost total interest because rather than trying to teach him how to play, he set up his team that would completely annihilate this person <laughs> who had never played before. And that's that's not really a good manner of teaching someone how to play the game. You're just showing off. If you're, if you want to learn how to play the game, you got to find a teacher who's, you know, they're they're not trying to win the game. They're trying to teach you and inspire you to learn about the game. So that's another thing that we try to do here. Awesome. Um, I don't have lots of free time, but on the weekends, sometimes on a free day, if somebody wants to learn how to play Magic or Dungeons Dragons or Hero Affliction, they just need to set an appointment with me, and I'll, I'll show them the ropes. I'll give them a demo game. Awesome. I mean, yeah, it's the only way you're going to learn, anyways, if someone takes the time out to do it. So, why not, why not us? Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I know it's getting late, and I don't want to keep you here too much longer. So, uh, Logan, was it, this time flew by? Actually, you you said uh, you you said a half hour, and we're we're running into an hour here. So, yeah. <laughs> sorry to be so chatty. No, it's it's quite all right. It's it's you know I. 
Logan and I, we we usually talk about a half an hour about a comic book, and it's always nice to interview somebody and talk a little bit about the history of of things. And that was fun. Like I said, Happy. my whole my whole idea is that Logan and I can help push more more of our local listeners to your store. I know we have we have a small fan base here in Northwest Indiana, cool. and for anyone that's interested in picking up their books at a local shop. Um, I wanted to promote Screaming Monkey Comics. Well, if you if you know where Strack and Van Til is on, on Ridge Road in Munster, that's where we're operating. Right across the street from that. And we have a website. Yeah, yeah. Can I can I pimp out our website here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, it's it's just it's one word. It's screamingmonkeycomics.com. Um if you put Screaming Monkey Comics into any Google search engine, you'll probably find our website or the Facebook page or the Instagram page. And they're all linked together. Or, you know, just Come over, stop in, and I'll give you a tour. Awesome. Well, Logan, is there anything else you want to add to uh, this conversation? How, how do you know how much you want to order for comic books? That is a really good, really good question. And it's an important question because um, if I'm wrong, I don't get to send it back for a refund. I'm stuck with them. Uh, so all I can do is uh, it's uh, both what people have been asking for and what they pre-order. Um uh, for example, for Amazing Spider-Man, uh, we probably sell about 20 books just to people who ask for it. Uh, 20 different customers want Amazing Spider-Man every month. So that tells me, yeah, I need to probably get 30 to 35 a month. Uh, but another book like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, those uh, teenagers, those turtles guys. Um, you mean the ones that eat those pizzas? Right, those guys. That's a smaller audience. They're, they're a very loyal fan base. But, um, you know, we only have four people that get that book on a regular basis, so I'll probably just order eight or nine of it. So it really, yeah, it really depends on what other people are asking for, and that's, uh, and that is the crisis that is my life, because I have to do that for all three, four hundred books a month, try to figure out on a regular monthly basis, how many do I need to get this month, how many do I need to get that month, and it's a lot of work running a comic book store. Um, it's fun work, but it is, it really is work. It's a lot of research and paperwork and, um, um, you need a lot of things, you know, to, to make it succeed and you, you need to have a good head for business and, uh, make reasonable, you know, reasonable purchases. Uh, and you also got to be good with people. Um, I know some people that are very good with their business, but they're just terrible people. You know, they're, they just cannot be bothered they're just very annoyed if you walk in the door or they just don't want to help you at all or you know if they can't keep a clean shop or nothing's organized you got to wear a lot of hats to keep fortunately you know everyone says we're doing okay but i would be able to do this as well without uh, my wife and uh, uh fawn helping us out and uh, in some cases when she feels like it, my daughter yeah <laughs> but um it's definitely the best stores are rarely a one-person operation um you know, this, this store works because the whole team pitches in. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, folks, thanks for listening to this episode of Comics with My Kids podcast. Check out more episodes at thecomicscornerbox.blogspot.com. Leave us a rating or review at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser. Follow us on Twitter for all of our episode posts and news at Comics with Kids. Also check out our Facebook page, with co- Facebook page Comics with My Kids. And finally, you can email our show, Comics to My Kids Podcast, at gmail.com, and we'll put your name in a drawing 
for free comics. Yeah. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of our summer reading promotion. Check out our website for the full list of this summer's books and then read along with us and send in your opinion. Yeah, you can click on the voice message link on our website, po- our website post and send us an audio clip and we'll play it on our show. And don't forget to check out Screaming Monkey Comic Books on their Facebook page, Screaming Monkey Comics. Check out their website, Oh, w- do people say www anymore? I don't think Honestly, they do. I don't even say the H- I don't think anyone says the HTTP slash slash yeah. anymore. And so. I still type it in like a <laughs> like a Stone Age idiot. But uh, ScreamingMonkeyComics.com. all lowercase, all one word. ScreamingMonkeyComics.com. Thank you. Thank you all, and have a good night. Or morning, or afternoon, or, or whatever time. Well, folks, uh, that's all for uh, tonight, I think. That was fun. So, uh, we'll any go questions ahead. from the audience? Do we need live questions from the audience? <laughs> so, so how does this work? Do you just broadcast it later? Uh, yeah, I'll okay. I'll go in and I'll edit it cool. and um, put it up on our feed. And then, if you listen to uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Podchaser. Google podcast, you can listen right on our show. If you have a smart device at home, you can just say, hey, gee, um, <laughs> I have to be careful saying certain things in my house because then my smart speaker will pick it up. But, you know, you just, hey, gee, play the Comics of My Kids podcast and it'll play the latest episode. Okay. So, can you auto tune me? So, <laughs> well, give me a, you know, deeper voice. I can, I can do, I can do something special. I can get you that James Earl Jones. Oh, I voice, like it. You like. I like it. <laughs> we can make your voice the chipmunks. We could do that too. That's so. more than likely. That's probably what's going to happen because that's just my luck. <laughs> but um. <laughs> well, love, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit this last bit here, sure. and then we'll uh, I'll put I'll put a little thing in here for them to check out your website, and then uh, we'll call it a night. Oh gosh, thanks! Ha, thanks. You do it. <laughs> thanks so much, guys. Thanks. No it was a lot of fun. <laughs>